Hello, welcome to Christina Unfiltered. Tonight, I'm about to record my new favorite episode because the concepts I'll just be talking about are ones that are simple but changed my life because throughout life, I really am so happy I'm not the person I used to be, you know? I loved that girl and I appreciate that I had done my best, but I really didn't know how to love properly until I read this passage, just this quote, a simple quote that once I read it, I thought, hmm, all the advice in it, I've naturally done the opposite of it and thought that it was love, but it's probably the most beautiful thing I've ever read. So I just wanted to begin with this quote. And then after that, I just wanted to tell you some goofy stories that relate to it, the times I still fuck it up, and then how I recover from the fuck-ups. Okay, so it's, again, it's like the definition of a pure and fulfilling love for both people. So here I go. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And that is just the most beautiful thing I've ever read in my whole life. And that's just because when you think of somebody else loving you like that, it just thinks, wow, I can mess up a lot and that person would never leave me. So I want to tell you guys why I had been my whole life the opposite of each of these things. And how I still, like I told you guys, mess up. And I just wanted to say which of the parts. So even the first sentence of love is patient and kind. I began being patient maybe a month ago. So there we go. Kind, I really had my sassy phase, especially when I was dating the wrong people, when I was dating the wrong people. Like, I think organically some people are kind, but I think that sometimes we're trying to fit a square peg into a circle hole in terms of incompatibility, and then maybe if there's one person that doesn't treat the other person right, it'll bring out the worst in the person that's organically kind. So what I mean by that is someone might have, uh, what's it called? did a lot of cheating or something like that so then I'd be obviously really sassy and I wouldn't be a total simp for them like I typically would be for the love of my life okay so next love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude again I think that that is combined with the rude well I just told you guys about how I've been rude before and of course the jealous issue think everyone has moments of jealousy and it just means that because you can be jealous of anything but obviously this is in terms of relationship but 
Okay, so what I struggle more than jealousy is envy, but we'll just talk about like past jealousy issues that I've been trying to work on. So in terms of jealousy, if I really care about someone and I miss them and I haven't had a chance to hang out with them in a while and I can kind of see that they're having fun without me, I'll be jealous of the people that get to hang out with them, even if it's like, say, it's someone I have such a nice connection with, and they're just like hanging out with their friends or something. I just think, wow, their friends are so lucky. And now I really switched that to if I don't get to be in their life right now, it just means that I'm supposed to be working on my own thing, and it should make me happy for them that they're content right now because on the outside it's always going to seem like people are content but I think people might assume I'm really happy but if they had only asked me they would know how much I miss them so that's just what I mean by the jealousy thing oh yeah this was truly something I never did in the past when I was dating the wrong people so especially the one that so I go back to read this all the time because this one is a tricky one for me because I could have been, when I was with the wrong people, I could have called myself selfish. And so it's the sentence that says, love does not demand its own way. Because like I said, with past people, so even the smallest example is in the past, if there was someone I was going out with or even a friend like people or text people, phone call people, Snapchat people, like or FaceTime people, okay? So I used to, even if someone like wasn't a particularly a phone call person, I might have no ability to negotiate. I'd say, I'm sorry, I can't type this right now. Please let me call you. Or like a friend, she's more of a phone call by like FaceTime. So sometimes I would call her instead of FaceTime and maybe 80% of the time I still try to finesse a FaceTime. Well, I met someone at one point where it really felt like a special connection and I think it's when you go through all these hardships with the wrong people and not naturally having a pure love with them, then you can see such a contrast in someone that makes you want to change and you don't want to mess things up because love is all about sacrifice so even in the smallest way they never like suggested calling or facetiming so I never even told them what I like because I felt so much happier doing their natural things like snapchatting and texting that I was like 10 times happier doing those things that they liked then completely demanding my own way with every single other person. So that's just something I mean, because you guys know me. You know that I like what I want. If I'm going on a hike with, we'll call him Paul, and like any normal person, or we don't need to say normal, but we'll just say it would be completely reasonable if the hiking trail was maybe a five-minute walk from my house, Paul thought that 
oh, even though I have a car, maybe you can just walk to the place. And I said, no, thank you. So I forced him to drive us there. Like say I was more emotionally mature at the time, I might have compromised. Like it doesn't matter that on the way back, he was thankful we drove there because we were so tired and like hot from the summer heat. But like that doesn't matter. Now I love to sacrifice for people and that includes friends. And that was the next anecdote I wanted to tell you guys. So before we back before we go back into the pitfalls directly from the quote, I wanted to tell you another silly anecdote because this is even recent to show you guys that this type of practice is it might cause an immediate shift. But we're humans, human nature wants to demand its own way because you want to be happy. And it takes remembering the truth and what is pure to remind yourself. And it doesn't sound really fun right off the bat, but things don't always seem so thrilling at face value. But it's really what I found to create like a pure effortless love that really fills every inch of you instead of having to squeeze it out forcing it by getting your own wife that makes sense okay so I have a friend we can name him Kavanaugh because all my law school friends we call each other or at least I do I call them by random supreme court justice names and so this is just a random name that doesn't match this friend but okay, so Kavanaugh since like the beginning of this semester. So this semester started in August. This is like very typical for law school friends, but I've been told that when you miss people, when you feel kind of lonesome too, your thoughts can lie to you. And what I mean by that is say you have a friend for years, objectively, even when your schedules don't line up. It doesn't mean they don't like you anymore. It doesn't mean they're not interested in you more as a friend. But so, yeah, so this has happened multiple times with multiple people. And then I, you guys know me with my both calm energy and also extremely anxious insides. I press down. But so we just it must have been like a week straight that we were trying to say, oh, what about Wednesday? Oh, sorry, no, Wednesday I have class. What about Thursday during lunchtime? Oh, I might have 30 minutes. And I got four classes that day, so maybe I'd be too tired. That kind of thing. Like we went to the ends of the earth trying to find an hour we could get lunch, and it just was not working. Hopefully this friend doesn't listen to this because I would feel slightly embarrassed, but I guess that's what friends are for. So anyway, it seemed so during that time when there was effort, I didn't feel badly. But then when there was like times in between the talking and then it might have been like a week since the person opened my Snapchat, I just think, wow, maybe they were just like making these plans out of pity. It became like oh so I thought you wanted to meet up and then they say oh after we'll say fall break okay so it's ambiguous oh after fall break and I said sure and then it was like a week after what we're calling fall break and I just said 
hey, what's going on? And then sometimes I like to give a person an out before I interrogate them. So I just tried to sympathize based on what I know about friends, especially friends who go through a really stressful career or schooling path. Like I just already know how exhausting it is and wanting to sit alone in your room. So I just thought I could give you a sneak peek of my text conversations because back when Ask FM was popping, aka the anonymous website where you could ask questions, a popular question to people was post a pic of your text conversations. And so here we go. So I had texted Kavanaugh and let's scroll to that conversation. So I had said, oh, okay. So I'll just say like the intro. So I just said, damn, we'll never have a streak again. Just because, you know, the times you have a strap, a Snapchat streak with your friends, but then you kind of get out with a Snapchat mood, uninstall it, whatever. And I said, it's okay. I don't even snap anyone anymore, but you just went missing for a bit after blank. We'll leave it ambiguous. And the person just said, oh, like I was busy before. And then I have, and then I'm not going to say what the person has now, because I, again, want to preserve their identity. And I just said, oh, make sure to rest because I've been sleeping a lot. So I always try to empathize. So then I tried to see their perspective before they even told me. And I just said, I guess I was checking in, just saying, have you been taking it easy, I hope? And I just said already, I said, I understand DC people I've been close with seem to sometimes go missing when they're busy. And some either talk to no one or just one friend. I don't know if that's how you are, haha. And then, so this had been days later. It might have been a week later. That's why, again, it's been a stronghold for me all my life. Like when people don't answer, like for days or a week, then I might think, like, then I'll obviously spiral. And then the lying thoughts are like, wow, what a loser. Well, not. Like, I'll think, oh, maybe, like, I'm a loser. Why did I even talk to them? Clearly, they don't care. But then the person did say what I suspected, and they just said, yes, I'm trying to finish the semester strong. And then I said, you will. So it's just now I've I've actively decided that I don't need to be pissed at my loved ones thinking, oh, F them, they don't care about me, because that's just delusional. Like, if you care about someone, they care about you, because... I just applied, you know, the quote there, you know, love is patient and kind. It does not demand its own way. Because if I were queen of the world, getting everything I wanted, I'd say, oh, I I hope that my loved ones would reply maybe within 24 hours or tell me in advance that they're going to go missing. And then I'll know so that I don't overthink and think I am hated by the world. Just kidding. Obviously, that's a hyperbole. But I just wanted to give an example of how I'm imperfect and how what I do to keep reminding myself to do so that I'm not filled with wrath and disgust for people who are completely kind, amazing, and a blessing to have in my life at all. 
see, this one's a tough one too. It's the sentence that says, it is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. I don't know one person that probably has never struggled with this. I think it's an active thing to practice. So when it comes to the not irritable, it's like if I'm in an anxious state, stressed out, tired, the default is irritable. But that just means like you give people grace and you don't let their behavior that you don't like, like you let it slide the way that so many other people in your life have let things slide for you. Like one time I was in the kitchen and I was just talking to a housemate that's literally my sister. And I had always said, I don't get people that project their bad moods on me because when I have a bad mood, I like I don't let it affect others. And I'll tell you what I did that I wasn't happy with, but that she completely understood and was not irritable about irritable to me because I had just been upset over something in my life completely unrelated to her. And because she had a parallel to that person, I was triggered because it was what I wish I could tell that person. And then I wish that I could just, you know, help the world and help them not have the same problems I do. But that's really not my job. So I think the situation was just that people in my life when they're going through something, I think they had just like gone missing or something or, or they don't tell me till later how much they cared about the relationship. And so it pretty much fell apart and I would think there's no hope. And then when they come back, I'm, I don't feel the same way anymore. And then the housemate had just said one time that like the housemate liked someone. I said, oh, you should reach out. And they said, oh, maybe in a six months. And I just said, okay, people really should say how they feel before it's too late. So, you know, something that might have seemed out of line and judgmental because I should just accept people for who they are. And then I went back to my room and I just thought that was not nice of me. Like they don't deserve the wrath that belongs to me. That's frustrated by a double frustration and so I just texted her and I said I'm sorry for like how I just took out my anger at insert the name of an outside person on you you just didn't deserve it and I just don't like how I treated you and I think we call each other like love or darling and she just said like it's okay love I understand or maybe do baby or babe so yeah that's just an example of how you can just make someone feel so much better by just being nice to them when they come back to apologize to you like it's so nice to forgive someone because it's so much more satisfying to make someone feel good than to let yourself get revenge on them by not forgiving them and letting someone who is has some sort of redeeming quality like helping them to ease their anxiety or whatever so uh keeps no record of being wronged i remind myself of that because i just sometimes think all right they messed with me number two let's see if there's strike three because then that will be the demise but there's a quote that says, how often should I forgive someone? 
And the person said seven times times 70. And even if you don't want someone in your life anymore, that forgiveness and just putting in the past, it liberates you and it just causes a ripple effect. And I was going to say another funny story that has to do with my silly teen time. So you know me, maybe you don't know me, but I always had a nice late night snack, probably midnight. And so this was when I lived on campus at AU. So I was a sophomore. So that's like age 19. It's funny to think back to then because now I'm almost 24, turn 24 in April. So anyway, there was always this, let's see, floor mate, we'll call them because we lived on the same floor. I forget which one, but oh my gosh, by the way, to set this scene. So I'm mentioning this occurrence because I'd be munching on like mac and cheese and he'd be in there doing his homework and we would just have some talk sometimes. So yeah, it's this nice boy from the Frisbee team. And I guess I was venting to him while eating my microwave mac and cheese. And I just said, like, my friends have kind of been upsetting me lately. And he just said, I just, I think he just said how he deals with people. And he said, I go really easy on people, like instead of being upset with them. And times when people have seemed at peace, even when, like in that moment, I just said, wow, like maybe one day I can do that. And see, even to this day, whatever 24 years of age minus 19 is, I am not as natural at it as Timmy was, which is what we can name Frisbee Boy. But yeah, it's not as natural to me. But hopefully with more time, it can be like a muscle memory to just go easy on people instead of staying irritable and annoyed. Because when you hold on to bitterness, it's poison to you. When you let it go, you release the bitterness that's being projected onto you. And then you can live happily in your life because you only have so much emotional energy and that should be used for following your dreams and just being the person you're supposed to be. It shouldn't be wasted on being mad at people that might be irrelevant or people just having a bad day. And so that's that sentence. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. I'm just going to skip that one because we'll just let you interpret it completely directly. And then this might be the, the kicker that always seems to make me cry. The one that says, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Because I believe in my spirit that we all know the people that we pretty much, like some people I think about, so say I have a close friend, we can call them, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a name that suits them as I always try to do. We'll call them, hmm, Okay, we'll just call them Oliver. So Oliver, the other day I was just thinking, so what I believe is that we are ordained to be with the person we're supposed to be married with. It's like when we're born, 
there's a person for us and we'll end up with them. And I felt like I was ordained to be friends with Oliver. And I felt that after I had heard some, like I had heard uh, maybe gossip or just something I wasn't 100% sure if it was true, it sounded like really bad. And I just thought like, whatever, because I think I'm supposed to have them in my life. Like they've been such a good friend to me. And if this is true, they need me basically. And so what that just means is, so it's like, I'll never give up on them. And then when it comes to what, if I'm on like a break or a pause from someone I'm with, like someone I want to be with, it's like, it reminds me to never lose faith and always hope for the best with them. And then the endures through every circumstance. You could think of like maybe the unconditional love in your family. Like I've messed up so many times with my family. Nobody in a family is perfect. But like when I was a teen, I'd be ridiculous. I'd lie, sneak We'll just stop it, sneak. But yeah, I would, you know, tell those white lies so I wouldn't get in trouble. And of course, like moms are geniuses, uncles are geniuses. So they always can see through my BS. And it's like each time I messed up over and over, they never gave up on me. They never stopped being hopeful when I would say, sorry, I really want to be different. They still forgave me and believed in me the next time and the time after that that I messed up again. And so I hope this helped you when it comes to loving, loving yourself, loving others, never giving up on yourself. And just know that I believe that there's certain people you were born to love and there's people that were born to love you. So... If you ever feel like there's not enough love in your life, like I've said before, know that I have love for you because I just have to say a thank you for helping me follow my dreams. And that's just what I mean by releasing bitterness because when I forget, I've chosen to finally forgive some people, the weight is lifted from my heart. It can cause like a hardened heart to be open again and soft and receptive to more love and it's just like when the weight is gone it it increases like it takes away illness and it gives you back your health you can feel fully happy again and you don't need to feel exhausted life feels worth living again so i hope this helps and i'll talk to you so so soon